0: welcome to the capital insight podcast with jenny casson and michelle timish two capital raising experts on a mission to demystify and equify the world of investment for entrepreneurs and investors alike listen in as they sit down with fundraising veterans and share with you the success stories and cautionary tales of outside the box capital raising this is capital insight
1: hello Welcome to the Capital Insight Podcast. My name is Michelle Timish. I'm here with my colleague, Jenny Casson. For the episode today, Jenny and I are going to go through a coaching role play. The reason that we're doing this is to sort of demonstrate how we work. One of the ways that we work with clients in getting past uh, really crippling mindset issues And the other reason that we're doing this is that we ourselves have struggled with these limiting beliefs. Both Jenny and I have raised money for decades and certainly recall the times when this was an extremely excruciating, nearly impossible thing for us to overcome and do ourselves. And, um, we know that you can get through these things because we have done that ourselves and have gotten through these things. So Jenny, I want to talk today about one of the limiting beliefs that we see a lot that used to plague both of us. Can you tell us a little bit about the struggle that we're going to be talking about?
0: Yes. So I'm really excited to go through this demo, um, And I do want to acknowledge, uh, this is the work of Byron Katie, and we just find it incredibly helpful. So we're going to be demoing this, using using as an example, a belief, as Michelle said, that we've both had in the past, and amazingly enough, we have been able to overcome it over the years, but we see it coming up. It's almost universal with the, the entrepreneurs we work with. So I'm going to get into my role and get started. So... Um, Michelle, I just, I'm, I'm wanting to raise money and I know I need to start getting out there and ask people to invest. And I go to all these events and I talk to all these people and I find myself talking around it. Like I just sit, I'll tell them all about my business and I'll ask questions of them and, you know, build rapport. But when it comes to saying, Are you interested in investing? I just cannot get the words out of my mouth. I cannot make the ask of, will you invest? Do you want to invest? I cannot do it.
1: That's pretty intense. So let's just frame the limiting belief, what we're dealing with here. We're talking about, I can't bring myself to do the asking, right? Is that what we're talking about when it comes to investment? I yeah. can talk about my company, but I can't bring myself to do the ask for the investment. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's dive into that. Well, as you mentioned, we are going to use the framework invented by Byron Katie called the Work. It's really, really, really simple, and I find very effective because of really this first question which is to say let's take that belief i can't bring myself to do the asking and i want to ask you jenny is it true is it true that you can't bring yourself to do the asking
0: um yes i mean i have you know really tried <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I just can't do it. I just, I cannot bring myself to do it.
1: Do you recognize that there's a, there's this difference between what is and kind of what is possible? It's, it's a really good idea to be connected and stay in reality. In fact, we'd be a lot better off as a society if people did this. But can you see how there's a difference between your inability to take a step to overcome this fear that you have about asking and the actual ability that you have to make such a, such a question? Like it feels true for you. Do you accept that there could be a circumstance where that wasn't true.
0: I mean, I guess even though it's been true in the past, that doesn't mean that I'm like physically incapable of making the ask. Like if a, someone put a gun to my head, I could make the ask going forward. So I guess the belief that I can't make the ask is not literally true.
1: Right. And that's an important distinction because really it's your thoughts around this asking that is the limitation. That is the reality that you are being prevented from doing the asking based on how you feel about the asking, your fear of making the ask. So let's accept that that's where we are, that it feels really true for you, but that we understand in reality that that wouldn't necessarily always have to be the case and recognize that it is the way the mind is viewing this particular problem that is mostly in the way rather than some sort of actual limitation in doing the ask. So let's jump into what comes up for you when you think that thought. Put yourself there for a second, close your eyes if you need to and take a minute And then describe the things that are going on for you in your mind when you think this thought.
0: Uh, Just like what if I say it and it comes out sounding really awkward and they can tell that I'm nervous and what if they laugh and, um, you know, what if I look like a fraud, like they can tell like, Oh, obviously she's never done this before. You know, she didn't do it right. Or she sounds so nervous.
1: Okay. Well, let's talk about it though, from the perspective of your projecting, all of our feelings are nothing more than projections. We project them onto others, but I want to look at this from your perspective and how you're feeling for, so for the moment um, let's talk about what happens to you and your body physically when you think and believe this thought that you cannot ask for an investment? what happens to you?
0: okay. so yeah, I um, I mean my thoughts are like I feel like a loser like what why is this so hard? and then I feel like myself crunching up like, you know, getting smaller, hunching over, like feeling like a you know, what's wrong with me? Why, what, why am I so incompetent? Why is this so hard? You know, it's just words. Why can't, you know, I just, I feel shame. I feel like, and hopeless, like, you know, how am I ever going to be successful if I can't do this thing?
1: Yeah. And those can be really horrible feelings, hopelessness and shame. Is there a physical manifestation? I know oftentimes people have uh, physical manifestations of that level of stress. Is there somewhere in your body that you feel this kind of um hopelessness and shame?
0: Um I feel like maybe like definitely that crunched up feeling, like tight and and also um. <gasps> where's that tightness for you? Maybe like in my chest and also like a sick feeling, like a slightly nauseated feeling in my gut, my stomach.
1: Yeah, exactly. Interesting. I I, I mean, let's, let's just take a minute to, first of all, acknowledge how difficult and brave it is to really admit those things that these are real oftentimes our ego gets in the way and we you know we have this societal burden that we place on ourselves to not talk about these feelings and you can imagine what it's like to be holding on to these fears and these feelings, but not having an outlet or any place to really um, talk about them or really do the work around them. So how does this impact how you show up in terms of the things that you had mentioned that you thought maybe you should be doing to get investors into your business What happens when you think these thoughts to those plans to talk about, to talk with investors, what kinds of things come up?
0: Yeah. So I end up showing up just immediately kind of nervous and I don't enjoy myself. Like sometimes I'll be at an event that I should be enjoying because I'm around people that I really like and I'm inspired by, you know, what people are talking about, but instead I'm just you know, thinking about what's wrong with me. Why am I such a loser? How am I ever going to grow my business? So I miss out on a lot of kind of just enjoyable activities. (laughs) Um, And I feel, and I'm just so hyper-conscious of like, oh, what are people thinking of me? And so it just makes, I feel like I show up as like very self-conscious and you know, hyper aware of like, am I being judged? What are people thinking of me instead of just because before when I wasn't raising money, I just showed up and enjoyed myself and got to know people. But now that I'm wanting to raise money, I feel like I can't just relax anymore and have fun and get to know people and focus on them instead of me and my limitations.
1: Wow. Yeah. And that's, that's huge, especially since you want to share the, the joy around the solutions that you have with your enterprise and how you think you can be um, a force for good in the world with your enterprise. If only you had the capital that you needed to make this happen. So let's talk about the, the situation where you could not have this thought. So let's say that you are about to go to an event, an event such as the one you described, and you are going to this event. But the only thing that's different about going to this event now is that you can't think that thought. If you didn't think that thought, I can't bring myself to ask. If you couldn't think that thought, What do you think would be possible for you at this event?
0: So if I couldn't think the thought that I can't bring myself to make the ask, I think I would just go in, like be in the moment. Like I wouldn't be so in my head about like, oh, my God, what is this person thinking about me? And what if I ask this person what might happen and might they laugh at me? I would just be more enjoying my time and in the moment and focusing more on, on their, you know, what they're saying and, and the things they're, you know, bringing to the table instead of being so caught up in myself and what's going on with me.
1: So you might have room to be curious about other people in the room when you're not so busy thinking about how nervous you are.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's kind of how I used to feel before (laughs) more kind of just having fun and getting to know people and not feeling like I'm showing up with some kind of an agenda or something I have to prove.
1: Yeah. And, and so in terms of how you Present because obviously when you present yourself at an event in particular, a networking, any sort of a networking event, and you've got that crushing weight of um, constriction and nausea and all of these things going on, both physically and mentally, it's not hard to imagine that you might show up differently. On the other hand, if you're going into an event and you're not thinking about yourself in this way, and you're more free to focus on the things that other people saying, what other benefits do you see from attending an event without the baggage of this thought in terms of what you might do, what you might be free to think to do?
0: Yeah. um, I mean, I guess, yeah, I could just build relationships with people, you know, find people that I resonate with and get to know them and show them who I am and just, you know, connect with people that, that are kind of, you know, resonate with the things that, that I value and, um, that I think are important, um, and just kind of build those relationships and maybe not even, you know, worry about what's coming, like kind of just take it, be more in the moment, like just take it one step at a time. Yes.
1: And if I'm, you know, an investor at one of these events and I have a choice between talking with someone who is visibly distracted by their own internal demons or able to connect with someone who's showing me a brightness, a a calm, a relaxation, joy, and eager to engage with me. I think we know which of the two people to talk to who might lead to a more interesting conversation. And one of the final steps in this process of going through, so we've you know identified a limiting belief we've talked about the really real both physical and mental ramifications of playing those loops those limiting belief loops in our minds and how much that can impact how we're showing up and what energy what default energy that we're bringing to a situation whether that's a phone call or a networking event And then flipping that a little bit and looking at what the possibilities are if we were to not have that thought. And it's important to know that we're not telling people what to think and we're not telling people not to have thoughts. Thoughts will come. Those thoughts will will come. It's not about stopping the thoughts. It's about understanding why this is coming up for you and where you really want to be standing in connection with that thought. You're taking the reality of your position in, and you're opening up the possibilities by recognizing that without this thought, other things are possible. And you can literally do this about each and everything that that circles like a loop in your head is, is kind of the point of this exercise. So one of the things that we work toward in doing this is to say okay now that we've seen kind of both sides of this let's take this limiting belief I can't bring myself to do the asking for investment we take that statement and we look at its polar opposite we do a turnaround as Byron Katie would say we do a turnaround on that thought and then what does that become When we do the turnaround, I can't bring myself to do the asking.
0: Yes, the simplest turnaround would be I can bring myself to do the asking. Perfect. Perfect.
1: So when you think about that, and that sensation of kind of seeing and going through the process, what kinds of things do you think of? Again, let's let's stick with this event we have coming up. What might you be able to do at that event now that you understand that really it was just your thinking about this event, the fear that you had around it that was getting in your way of asking,
0: what's possible now? Yeah. Well, just, I mean, I it's, it is true. Like I can, you know Um, there's nothing stopping me from doing it, even though I may not do it perfectly. And so if I can just believe that I can, then I don't have to be so anticipatory about like, Oh my God, the time is going to come and I'm going to have to do it. Like I just And again, be in the moment and just enjoy myself and be that attractive force. As you said, like the type of person that someone who might invest would want to talk to instead of that nervous, stressed out person. And then, you know, just know that when the right, when the time is right, I can, and it might not be perfect, but I can do it.
1: And, and what might you go into the event um, with like, what would be a goal of yours going into this event now that you feel um, ready to, to face this without this fear preventing you from being able to do the ask? What kinds of objectives would you have going into this event? What could you get excited about doing at this event?
0: Um, you know, just like being myself, having fun, getting to know people, noticing who at the event seems excited when I share what I'm working on. And then just, you know, building that relationship and knowing that at some point, um, you know, I will take the next step of moving towards asking. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe, you know, it maybe it's not at the event, maybe at the event, I'm just, you know, exchanging contact info. And then, you know, that's just the next step. And eventually when it feels right. And I know I I can't delay it forever, but you know, if I let the relationship develop in a natural way, there will come a moment where I can get, I know I, I can get it out of my mouth and I don't need to obsess about that in advance.
1: Yeah. And I like how you are talking about this in terms of planting seeds and building relationships say for example you could run into somebody that you know at this conference and you would be of the mind you're curious about others because you're not weighed down by your own fears as much and ask simple questions about gosh is there anyone here who you're super excited about Um, looking for connections that your connections have that maybe you don't have. So you could ask them if there's anyone they could introduce you to or anyone who's here that they think that you ought to know. You're freer in a lot of ways to work this event, even if you may not have the opportunity to do an ask you're at least dealing with this situation and opening up the possibility that eventually you're in a situation where you get to make this ask because you haven't shown up, closed off out of fear.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think just knowing that it can be done, it can happen (laughs) and just not obsessing about it. Um, And also knowing that it, it doesn't have to be perfect. And that every time I do it, I'll get better at it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for, for helping our listeners go through this process of, of, of examining a belief. And it's really the same process over and over and over as you become more familiar with the limiting beliefs that you have. So what I want to ask you about now, Jenny, that is because I know that you have wrestled with this particular, uh, issue many years ago when you first started. So I'd love for you to tell us how you yourself have moved past this and what it's like for you now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I was remembering the first time I raised money, which I think was in 2010 or so, um, and I had to start asking. And the, I had other people involved that I kind of thought it really was one person. <laughs> and I thought he was going to do all the asking. I assumed like, oh, he's older than me. He's a man. He's been in the world of finance and business a lot longer than I have. He'll do all the asking. And then I found out he really didn't like doing the asking. <laughs> so I realized, oh my gosh, if we're going to raise this money, I'm going to need to be doing the asking we're just never going to raise very much money. And so um, I just literally felt like I couldn't not get the words out of my mouth. I could not imagine how those words were going to come out of my mouth. But what I did was I just, um, I had some people kind of um, cheerleading me like, come on, Jenny, go talk to that person, go, you know, go do this, you know, and I just like, got the words out, even though it was like terrifying, embarrassing, awkward. And then I got the words out again. And then I got the words out again. And little by little, I just noticed different reactions. And some people would say yes. And I was like, oh my God. And then I just, I got more and more comfortable with it. And now I really am at the point where I feel like I'm maybe 98% over that belief of like, oh, I can't make the ask, you know, every now and then I get a little nervous to make the ask, but honestly, I feel like I'm, I no longer am afraid to make the ask because I've finally learned, like you just ask and then you get the answer and then you move on. Like nothing, whether they say yes, whether they say no, whatever they say, like it. you don't have to have it mean anything bigger than just they said yes or no. (laughs) And then you move on. It doesn't have to have, it doesn't have to mean a judgment of you or anything. It's just like, oh, it's not a good fit. It's like walking up to someone and saying, oh, would you like an hors d'oeuvre? And they're going to say yes or no. (laughs) And it's okay. So yeah, I'm so grateful. It took me years to get over it, but I'm so grateful that I did have people supporting me and cheerleading me to do it back then. And and I really do believe it the best way to get over that fear is to just keep be- believing you can get the words out, getting the words out, and then just continuing to learn from that process of of just doing it over and over and over.
1: right, right. And it, and it, you know, had you had the, had you been working through your limiting beliefs as an exercise, I will say in my own experience, I have found it to be, extraordinarily helpful. It doesn't stop the limiting beliefs. Um, Eventually you move on to new limiting beliefs. It's kind of like mistakes, right? Once we learn from our mistakes, we stop making the same mistakes. We start making new mistakes. And that's a sign of growth where you have new limiting beliefs that you're able to, to deal with. And you'll find that you can get very, 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 very petty So if that's kind of a fun journey for you, just know that there's a part of this that's really cathartic when you deal with your pettiness um, (laughs) around anything, whether it's relationships, you can also do this process with regard to um, relationships with other people. So it's got a lot of really uh, broad implications. I think it's important to note one final thing before we, close is that it's funny how reality is always kinder. Like when I think I know how terrified Jenny used to be, Like I've heard all the stories I know about that paralysis, that needing to vomit, that the, how real that was for you. And then seeing you now as someone who is not cut off or shut down or limited by that belief and wanting that same type of thing for the people that we work with who are doing really amazing things and should not be limited by their limiting beliefs. That's really what, what we're trying to demonstrate here and reality as Jenny learned is always kinder than the loop that plays in our minds. So Thanks for everybody for joining us in this process. Um, We're more than happy to work with people to help them get over their limiting beliefs and enjoy that we got to bring this work by Byron Katie to you.
0: Yes, thank you so much. That was super fun and we love to share this work. So thank you for listening. Do you have any questions for our securities lawyers and capital raising experts? Call the podcast hotline and leave us a message at 866 552 7726, extension 5. You can also send other inquiries to podcast at jennykasson.com. We'd love to hear from you. Music for the Capital Insight podcast is still searching by Damon Criswell via Audio Hero. Thank you for listening to Capital Insight with Jenny Kasson and Michelle Timish. Until next time.